0: Good Tuesday, everyone. Yesterday, we began to talk about living in the power of the Spirit. Now, this is how we were created to live. When God created Adam, the scripture said that he came down and walked with him in the cool of the day. They had relationship and fellowship, and Adam was led and directed by God. But because of sin, Adam was cut off from God, and he had to go out from the garden. When Adam sinned, He died spiritually that day. In other words, his connection with God was cut off. God is a spirit, and when we are cut off from him, we are called spiritually dead. And that's the state of every man and woman that's been born since Adam. We have all been born and given natural life, but we are cut off spiritually from God. And this is why Jesus came to earth. He came to remove our sin so that that relationship with God could be restored. And the restoration of that relationship is called being filled with His Spirit, being reconnected with God. He puts His Spirit on the inside of us. We are meant to live our life empowered and directed by the Holy Spirit. I said yesterday that we are a power creation. We are meant to be empowered by the Spirit of God. This was why the disciples were told after Jesus' ascension into heaven that they were to go and to wait in Jerusalem. And Acts 1 and 8 says, And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. They went and they waited in the upper room for the fulfillment of this promise. They waited ten days. They waited until the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost was 50 days after the Passover. And so Jesus was crucified on the Passover, was buried, rose again, and then showed himself alive to the disciples for 40 days and then ascended into heaven. And so these disciples waited for 10 days for this promise of the Holy Spirit to come. Now it's interesting even to see why they had to wait for that 10 days because the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost. The Feast of Pentecost was a commemoration of the giving of the law to Moses on Mount Sinai. The law was the central feature of the Jewish nation. They were to obey the law, keep the law. In other words, the law directed and empowered them. But the promise in the Old Testament was that there was a day coming when God was going to write his laws on their heart. He was going to take out a stony heart and give them a soft heart. He was going to put his spirit within them. This was called the promise of the Father. Now, isn't it interesting in Acts chapter 1 and verse 4 that Jesus tells them to go and wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Well, it was about 10 days from then. And then, of course, he goes on and gives the promise that we've already read, that they would receive power when the Holy Spirit came upon them. You see, this outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost is very, very important because no longer the driving force of men's lives were to be outward external laws. Now he was going to put his spirit within us. He was going to write his laws on our heart. In other words, it was going to be an urge from the inside rather than a command from the outside. Now this is the power of the Holy Spirit. It gives us God's heart. It gives us God's feelings. It gives us His motivation. And all this comes from the inside out when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And then it also gives us gifts. Gifts to accomplish His work and purposes on earth. We are now to be led and directed by the Spirit of God. Now, we still have the Bible. And the Spirit will never lead us contrary to what is written in the Word of God. But our lives are to be more than just trying to keep the commands of the Bible. We need to have this power of the Holy Spirit given to us that will enable us to accomplish all that God wants us to. In Acts chapter 6, it tells us of an incident in the early church where there were problems and they needed to appoint some deacons to take care of the problem. And the qualification was to seek out from among you seven men of good reputation and full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. You see, if we're going to do something for God, it's not just being skilled and talented. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to energize us and enable us. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, it's not just difficult to live the Christian life, it's impossible to live the Christian life. I remember years ago when I was speaking in a church, a lady came up to me after and she said, you know, I would really love to serve the Lord, but I just can't live the life. She went on to tell me about the temptations and the bondages that were in her life. And I told her, I said, you can't live the Christian life. When you come to God and surrender to Him, the promise is not only will He forgive you of your sins, but He will fill you with the Holy Spirit, which will empower you to overcome. We really need to see this as Christians because without the power of the Holy Spirit, we're like a power drill that has all the components but it's not plugged in. We need to plug the drill in for it to work. You see any power implement is designed to work on electricity. Take the electricity away and the implement almost becomes useless. I mean you can do a few things with the drill if it wasn't plugged in. I mean you try to poke a hole through something but the bit won't turn. There won't be any energy to spin it at the velocity it needs to bore through the wood. You see We need the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. Another incident in the early church is in Acts chapter 8. Here, Philip goes down to Samaria and he begins to preach the word of God. And the scripture says that multitudes heard the word that Philip preached and many believed and they were baptized. But then it says in verse 14, Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as of yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. I mean, this is what these disciples needed. They needed the power of the Holy Spirit to live the life that God wanted them to live. Now listen what the next verse says. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money saying, Give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. This is an interesting story, and it's not my intent to get into all of the meaning of this, but just to say this, Simon saw that something happened when they laid hands on these people and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And he realized it was the impartation of the Holy Spirit that was the power dynamic. And he offered the money that he would be able to lay hands on people. And Peter said, no, this is not something that you purchase with money. This is the gift of God. This is the promise that the scripture says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is the promise of God to us. So, living the Christian life means that your total being is filled with the Spirit of God. Now, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Man is made up of several parts. We have a body, we have a soul, and we have a spirit. Our body is just the physical part of us the soul is our mind our will and our emotions and our spirit is the eternal part of us that joins with god's spirit and so if we're going to be filled with the holy spirit all of these areas of our life need to be touched our spirit our mind our emotions and our physical being each one of these areas of us need to be energized by the holy spirit all of them are necessary and none is sufficient by itself, and each influences the other. So to live in the power of the Holy Spirit means for His Spirit to fill our spirit, it means for Him to fill our minds, and then our emotions, and then out to the physical expression of it through our bodies. So what I want to do in the coming days is talk about how this power of the Holy Spirit influences these different areas of our lives. And this is what I'd say to you, we need to be spiritually plugged in, mentally rewired, emotionally turned on, and physically sharpened. Now, to try to get an image that will help you, think of this power drill that I spoke about a few moments ago. For that drill to operate, it has different parts. There is a plug, there is a cord, there is a motor, and there is a drill bit. And every part of this needs to be functioning and empowered by electricity. And so the analogy I would give to you is that the plug on the drill is like your spirit. It's the part of us that plugs into God. Just as the natural plug plugs into the wall socket and connects with the electricity so our spirit is to be joined with God's spirit that's what it means to be born again that's what it means to be regenerated that's what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit it's God's spirit coming into us and quickening our spirit we contact God with our spirit and it's the plug of our life but then our minds need to be rewired The way the Bible says is that we need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. The spirit needs to flow through our minds in order to get to the rest of the body. So just as the cord of the drill is connected to the plug, so our mind is connected to our spirit. And that which is happening in our spirit needs to then flow through our minds and rewire us. And we're going to talk about this in days to come, the different wires of our minds, the different attitudes that are in our mind. And then it goes forth to our emotions, to the motor of the drill. And I tell you, the motor of our lives is our emotions. They drive us and they need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And finally, it needs to get out to our physical body. So just as the purpose of the drill is fulfilled when the bit turns and actually drills through the material, so the purpose of our lives are fulfilled when we actually physically are touching this world in a way that God would want us to. And so just as a bit needs to be sharpened, we need to be physically sharpened in order that the power of God flowing through us can be effective. So to live in the power of the Spirit, we need to be spiritually plugged in mentally rewired, emotionally turned on, and physically sharpened. We'll continue with all this tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30.